Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. This time, you're not going to actually try to reel me in like you did last time. We're going to stop with the silly wedding gags. Yeah, we just filmed almost 10 minutes before realizing that only my mic was turned on, (laughs) not Pat's mic. And since Pat does most of the talking... Didn't work out so well. (laughs) But I was reeling him in like a fish. Like I was going back to the fish jokes. It's true. What was that guy's name? Johnny Trout? Fuckface Trout? Oh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Or or Sonny Trout. No, it was like Sonny (gasps) Trout. Sonny Trout. It was like Sonny Sonny Trout. Trout. Oh, man. Oh, those were good times. That was wonderful. Back there in 1992. (sighs) Sonny Trout. And they just made all the fisherman jokes with Mr. Perfect. It was good times. It was so dumb. It really wasn't. It was... It was Superstars. I think Superstars gets good, what, like, next year, right? Isn't that... Didn't we figure that that's when it gets good? Well, I think that's when you are assuming it's going to get good, because that's when they start, like, more interview segments, like the Heartbreak Hotel. But I don't know, because we... It's... I don't know. I guess we'll (laughs) find out. I guess we'll find out together. Spoiler alert. We don't don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know who, like, the, like, commentary team is once Macho Man leaves. I don't know. Maybe top pet, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, we'll find out. <laughs> True quality right there. Having said that. Oh, God. I'm looking at our beautiful board. Let's do this all over again, Pat. Let's, we got it. <laughs> and I see that Jen's got the Lex Express on there. Is it time? Is this, I, I think you told me on the internet, this is called the Lex, Lex Express episode. Is that what it's called? I... This episode of Raw was on IMDb as I think Lex Express Comes to Town was the name of the episode. I didn't even know these episodes had names like that. But it said Lex Express Comes to Town featuring Tiny Tim as himself. And I was like, this is everything. This is one of the this is one of the cringiest two segments to like Superstars Raw that I could recall yet in terms of both like. You may have found some real cringe, but I just found like the su- the, the subject really. matter cringy, really right? Find... I'm like the 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 Tiny Tim thing. I will never understand to this day, and I remember seeing it as a kid. I will never understand it. Well, this I is why I started it. reeling you in like a fish because my brain broke because I, I just. Do you remember seeing this as a kid? Yes. Me too. Do you 100%. remember being like, "What the fuck am I watching? Yes. Is this Weird Al?" It wasn't that. It was like I felt like... But you knew it was. What is happening? I felt like I was on a demented version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. (laughs) Like, I I just didn't understand. Like, he was wearing a Mickey Mouse outfit. It was unbelievable. And you're calling it an outfit. And it was like... It was like... Was that a tuxedo or a suit where it has, like, the tails and the, the, the... the front part is short and then there's... The, I, I can't. Like, I don't even know if I would call this cheapy because I, I, I it was so clearly it so not real. Bizarre. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it exactly. Is, bizarre. Why did this happen? Like, how did this happen? Was there a deal? Co- like, what... I want to know why this fucking happened. I don't know. There's a whole... I tried to look it up. I couldn't find. There was, like, a whole time period where, like, Jerry Lawler was beefing with... Uh, was it uh, Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah. They had like legitimate. So like he's legitimately in on these weird beefs. But like, like this Andy is just Kaufman crazy. was like into it. A young popular comedian, right? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know what's going on with Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is is. He's tiptoeing tiptoeing through the tulips, and I don't understand what that means. I'm so like it does. Is, is he? <sighs> well, let's dive into this. Let's do this rundown. I we got to start at the beginning to get into the. To really get, in, get into the whole thing. So, July 17th, 1993. Actually, we are watching matches that happened on June 15th, 1993 mm. at the Huntington Civic Center in... Uh, West Virginia? Huntington, West Virginia, Jen. We're still in West Virginia. You think next week we're going to get a fresh? Yes. Nice. Okay. So, did you notice in the beginning of this episode... When they're sitting there in front of the green screen, in front of the crowd, talking to you that there is a Burger King chant and Lawler is interacting with the crowd that's not really there because he's in front of a green screen. And my it's always a green 11 year old self, 100% did not know this was it's a green screen. It's always a green and screen. And I'm so embarrassed. Did you know when you were a always, kid? Always. You knew? 
I didn't. Look, I just I, I just accepted the bullshit they put in front of me. He, I just... he, here's the deal. And, and I think you probably didn't know or couldn't necessarily comprehend, most likely because of the, the um, television that you were watching and the movies. Like, if you watched an action movie in the 90s... Oh, because the TV quality was shit, so you couldn't really see how crisp they were? No, but also, if you watch an action movie in the 90s, everything, like, all the weird things would be a green screen, where you'd be like, the guy's right. not driving a car in, like, you so could see... So you're just see, used to it. You just, your eyes are used to being like, that's not real, but you know that they're trying. Like, it was the best that we could do. Yeah. Right? It was, there was no computers. There was nothing. Like, it's the best you could do. Like, it looks... Like, you immediately know. You're like, that guy is not there. You just know. You're like, I know, but I know you're trying. And that's a lot of shitty sci-fi, right? That's a lot of shitty, shitty sci-fi television. You see that? I also, like, when I was younger, didn't really question. Like, it wasn't like, when was this filmed? This seems like the same filming as it has been the last five weeks. And, like, they must not really be there. Like, I just didn't do that. I just accepted whatever I was watching. Especially something like this. I'm just watching to be entertained. I wasn't really diving into it now it's <laughs> the only thing i knew very silly goose territory the only thing i knew is that there was some i knew that i i look i, I think watching this stuff and i think consuming anything really um it boils down to like when you kind of start like consuming the stuff right because i'm like at this point 10 and I kind of know that this is just not, like, I don't want anyone to see me watching Bastion Booker, right? I just don't mm. want to see that. I don't want anyone to see these people doing the Burger King chant. Like, it's one thing if it seems like it's a sporting event. The it's Burger another King thing when chant it doesn't. doesn't I, I, that didn't offend me. There's so many other things. <laughs> that I don't have to worry about this Burger King chant. I well, think it's kind of fun. It's whatever. It's just there. Macho Man is wearing a wonderful, wonderful outfit. At uh, Superstars? Yes. Isn't he wearing like, the flag in his hat? Because yes. I know Lawler at one point is saying he looks dumb with the flag hat. 100%. And Vince McMahon is like, well, you're wearing a crown. I shouldn't be. Whatever. And then we get into our first match, right? Yeah. Tatanka versus Brian Costello. Oh, I have him as the wild mullet. <laughs> That's fair. Um. Um, in my notes here, which are extensive, I have uh, this was a match. And it happened. What'd you have? I have that we get a health report on Crush's condition. Well, he died. He did, did. Didn't he have a collapsed chest cavity? Isn't that what he we were told? He did have a collapsed chest cavity. And you asked me, "Is that a real thing?" And I said, "No." no <laughs> you no, said no. that's called death. That's death. You can't <laughs> actually have a collapsed chest cavity. Well, you can, but it's usually like if you have a collapsed lung or something. They don't call it. They don't call it a collapse. Like, Look. So your chest cavity is here, right? And, and what basically what I'm doing is I'm touching my chest cavity to kind of show Jen. Yeah, he's, so not, like, he's not touching his femur. So, he knows where his chest so cavity is. So if your cavity collapses and your sternum collapses, you just die. And so like that might happen in like a really, really terrible car accident or maybe like you... Maybe you don't die if it's just like you break a rib. No, no, no. Maybe that's breaking a rib. Them. What? Yeah, but these are ribs too. No, here. but this is your sternum, right? So imagine like you're in a trash compactor. Ah, pff. Or just oh, imagine... I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> a 550-pound man just keeps jumping on you over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, you die. Probably. Like, you, your, your sternum collapses, you die. So basically, the crush report that you just told me is he's dead. Right? Yeah. That's what we learned in this He's not doing great. He's died. Um. Yeah, then we go into the whole hat flag crown bullshit. And uh, Vince wants you to know that Tatanka encaptures the spirit of what... Every Native American is about. He personally knows what every single Native American is about, and that Tatanka en encapsulates all of it with his wrestling moves. I don't understand what any of this means. I know what this means. And then him and Lawler get into a conversation about Jim Thorpe, who Jerry Lawler just does not know who that is. It's true. And uh, then we wrap that shit up. By the way. Yeah. Jim Thorpe. Really famous athlete. I know who Jim Thorpe is because of this. I actually asked someone. What, when you were a kid? Yes. Because there was no internet. I'm like, who's who's Jim Thorpe? And they're like, oh, really amazing athlete. Who also was Native American. Well, I mean, Lawler doesn't know that. That's the thing. 
And then we move on to what? An atom bomb match? An update. Brought to you by those delicious fucking ice cream bars that you can't get anymore. With they they discontinued like two years ago. Kind of sucks. Maybe like No, I guess they ago. brought them back, but they weren't the same. Yeah, I mean, well, nothing could be as ultra-processed as the shit in the early 90s. I mean, you might as well have been eating styrofoam that they just injected with the most delicious chemicals. Listen, this update is about one thing, and one thing specifically, that we will be hearing about this whole entire weekend. The Express? The Express. Jen, I It's a call to action! I have never been more confused about a thing that they're doing. I, and, and, and as an adult, I know what they're doing now because one, you explained it to me and two, they kind of sort of explain it on Superstars. They don't explain it on Raw. Yeah. Gorilla but, would like you to get on Jack Tunney's case. He wants you to call, fax, or telegram, fucking smoke signal, <laughs> Morse code, that motherfucker. They want you to go in time, go so get that the Lex DeLorean. So can get the match he deserves because he can pick up a 550 pound man and then throw him on the ground. Which means he deserves America. a match. America. He deserves a match. America. I don't... It's so crazy. It is the wildest angle. It is the wildest thing. This is the thing that I remember as a kid where I'm like, that's Yokozuna, right? Mm-hmm. And that, like, my, my, my parents, like, thought he was a very uh, comical performer, which he kind of was, right? Yokozuna? He was yeah. He was yeah, funny. He was he very... Is. He's, like, cartoonish, right? He's in on it. Yeah. And they're like, that's Bret Hart. And you're like, okay, I understand what that is. And they're like, that's Lex Luger. And they're like... What are you watching? Like, what? What is this? What is what this guy you? doing? Right? Like, what? What is he doing? Like, Bret Hart's doing wrestling moves, yeah. and Yokozuna's being like, what? He's literally just like posing. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He's, he's juicing. I love Lex. He's Luger, taking though. a lot of like, yeah. Echo Pro. A I lot love of him as a kid. You're just like, oh, but I, I can't really tell you why. I'm like, that man just looks like he could beat up everybody. I, I don't. know. I liked him as the narcissist. Yeah. I the second the Lex Express rolled down the street, I was out, fucking out. I'm out. I'm out the door. I could not care less squish him i'm done i like him when he i like him like right before he leaves when he clearly gives no fucks he's like coming out in <laughs> jeans to like defend uh like i'm on brooks or whatever right no i'm on bradshaw i don't know what you're talking about you're making up names no i'm not isn't it like i'm a, i'm on bradshaw or whatever bradshaw there is a wrestler that's with like Shawn michaels and he's like this big, like old football player. Isn't it like Bradshaw? I'm on Bradshaw. Bradshaw is JBL. No, I know Bradshaw is JBL. I'm on Bradshaw. No. No, I know who you're talking about. He's got like, he, he always has one ass cheek completely exposed. I'm on Bradshaw is a football player. That's not, that's not his name. It's not, not start with him. A. It's an A. It's odd, oh, jeez. It's Ahmad I'm Johnson. Ahmad I'm Johnson. That's it. I'm yeah. like, it's yeah. Ahmad somebody, right? <laughs> I knew something. Okay. Listen, you didn't know nothing. But you know, who does know nothing? Money Inc. Because they are again challenging the Steiners to get their title back that we've heard back and forth, back and forth. Right. But you just skip right past Adam Bomb and Johnny Poolstick. There's nothing more to say other than Adam Bomb and Johnny Poolstick. Okay. I mentioned that and you mentioned. You had that in your notes. I mean, there's just nothing else to say. About the face-to-face, Shawn Michaels, and your personal bodyguard, Diesel. With who? Just with me. It was Jean? a face-to-face with me and Gene. Just yeah. me and it was just the two of them. Um, a plus on Shawn's promo. Diesel. He's getting there. We're getting there. He's getting there. They're having a good See time. See you at graduation, my guy. They're having a good time. They're, they're, having, a they're good, having a good time. They're having a good time. Um, me and Gene wants them to know... That Mr. Perfect, chomping at the bit, wants another title shot. Which I think would be great, actually. I think it would be great. I think it sounds like something that maybe should happen at SummerSlam. It sounds like perfection. It does sound like perfection. Now you can get to your Money Inc. Steiner Brother three-hour match that took up this whole entire episode. That's the thing. (laughs) On Superstars, I think for the most part, you only get, like, quick jobber matches. Right, maybe you get like one kind of mid card match, but usually like maybe usually get one maybe eight minutes. We're starting, thing, to, we're starting to get more. This thing was like twenty minutes. Oh, it, there were two, not one. There were two commercial breaks during this match, which is unbelievable. I mean, we don't even get that on the Monday Night Raws. And guess what, Jen? Sometimes we we always get one, but 
Sometimes you could too, but we couldn't even get a winner by anything clean. Okay, we got a disqualification. Money ain't lost. And then they proceeded to lallygag in the ring. Am I right? Didn't they lallygag in the ring and start screaming at everybody? That they want another another chance? Yeah, Did- we're going to have to talk about this when we get to Cream of the Crop Corner because we only get two real matches. It's true. So, but yes, they do lollygag and they do whine and complain. And then <laughs> we get it. And then you get yourself a SummerSlam report. And do you know what we learned during the SummerSlam report? The Lex Express is coming in town? No, we already, we already know that. Okay. Okay. So we already know Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler, boom. Do you know what the second match announced? You're not going to believe it. Is it? It's going to blow your fucking socks off. I'm cursing a lot tonight. Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez? It is, and it's an RIP match. But you know what? Nobody knows what that means. But Harvey Whippleman signed up, signed, signed his guy right up for that. I know what an RIP match means. Well, they don't know yet. Gimmick leaves town. gimmick leaves town because i have a feeling one gimmick is going to lose in this match is it going to be the giant gonzalez who is a man clearly a man in a suit that is nine feet tall and lumbers at you with giant weird nosferatu fingers or is it going to be an undertaker currently without a mortician to assist him no urn to give him special undertaker powers no urn to give him undertaker powers I have a feeling he'll get his urn back. Um, Bonnie Blackstone, talking to your guys' money, Inc. in the ring, we'll circle back to that. Because they're still in that ring. I know. They're not happy. They don't want to leave. We did then get a Mr. Hughes match. Wreathgate. You say Wreathgate? Yes, the second R.I.P. wreath that's been delivered uh, ringside to Mr. Hughes while he's wrestling. Black wreath that says R.I.P. Mr. Hughes. He currently has what appears to be a... little omnibus. I almost said omnibus because that's what you said. I do say omnibus. He appears to have an urn with him. I think that's an urn that he stole from a dead man. A dead man undertaker, right? Because is he dead or is he an undertaker? We don't really know. Bobby Heenan will tell you he's not human. So that's that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't know. Robert Heenan. Oh, man. Robs. And then we get a final face-to-face, another one, Bret Hart and Harvey Whippleman about about SummerSlam. We're ready. Both of them. Yeah. I'm ready for Bret Hart to come back, and uh, I'm ready for him to avenge the, Saskatoon sunrise. the honor the... of the Saskatoon peoples. <laughs> <laughs> because... The king has offended the Saskatoons, okay? And he does need to come back and do his thing, Jen. Uh, the king is going to really offend the hearts. All right, let's get through this Monday Night Raw rundown so we can really... Oh, my God. Get July weird. 19th. Get weird with all of this. 1993 in the Manhattan Center. Same day, same time we filmed it. Lex Express. <laughs> Brought to you by Acapro. When you say that, it's it's almost as if already you're oversatched with the Lex Express. <laughs> yeah, I I hated it back then, man. I just didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. it it's just it's we- a call to action. You know, we we call talk- your local Congress <laughs> person. Demand the match that will make America right again. Is this the beginning of MAGA? Is Maybe. that what this it is? It might be. It might be. It's gonna make America right. Like it might. We need to have Lex Luger in his, you know Napoleon Dynamite? I do. He has tots. My favorite part of the entire movie, which maybe now this can help bring your loop full circle, is like Rex Quando. Rex Quando. Let me just show this to you. What does that look like to you? It looks like Lex Luger's pants. <laughs> <laughs> like he is just in Lex Luger's pants doing Rex Guando. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. These pants. I remember the whole thing. I have never been more embarrassed in my life up to this point. And I'm 10. I'm like, this is really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. You're not even. You're still nine. This man is flexing on top of a bus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really know what they're doing. There's like three times so far that I remember... As a kid watching professional wrestling where I'm like, I don't really know what he's trying to tell me, 
the first time is the Icopro commercials. I just really don't understand what Icopro is. I didn't understand it either. I'm like, this must be some sort of gym adult thing that I will never understand. I'm like, for athletes and gym goers and adults, I I'm don't like, get it's it. Gold's Gym. I'm like, you know, because they're all Ram, wearing Gold's, Gold's Gym shirts. So I'm like, maybe this is some sort of thing. I don't get it. Bam, bam. I never I know. I, I don't know. I never understood that one time in 92 <laughs> where they were like talking about like watching a local, like a, like a bodybuilding competition, like the IBF stars yeah. when he does like the, like, doesn't he do, <laughs> he does some he sort does of. The tug of war we talk about yeah that's what i'm saying but there's like a whole thing with the, whole where thing. He, he tried to oh, and he would we, show that i'm we, wrong remember we tried to watch that bodybuilding competition and we I'm were like, just like no. we can't i'm like i can't unwatchable and then this lex express thing like these are the three gimmicks that just go over my head i don't understand it I, I don't know what we're trying to do i'm just thinking to myself like i don't know why they just don't have them fight each other like why do we need to, in, to get like the government involved like what does the government have to do with this wrestling match i don't understand like i just saw all right right hulk hogan just show up why are we on tour and get a match like i don't understand why this is a thing that we gotta go town to town sign kids like he's he's like he can't just ask jack tunney for a match i don't i don't actually understand any of it i don't understand it i still don't understand it jack tunney who for all intents and purposes hired a helicopter to bring this man to new york city to slam another man when he could have just taken the fucking train, the subway, like everybody else. Do you think that Jack Tunney hired that? Yes. Like, do you actually think that Jack Tunney, in I his, in his infinite wisdom... I think Jack is behind all of this because he okay. is the president and he is trying to make money for the WWF slash WWE. By we're, the time it is a WWF. We're sitting here like 20 minutes into this and you're trying to tell me that you think Jack Tunney is the one that booked that? <laughs> Like you're you're out here standing for Jack Tunney and his ability to book these I'm things. I'm not standing for him. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, intercontinental match. There Shawn not Michaels. Been, there has not been a stupider <laughs> thing that I've ever seen in my life than a man flying a helicopter to body slam another man. There is nothing dumber than that. Like I have been taken. <laughs> I am on the Lex Express because I am on a ride, both as a child and as an adult. That is just, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. the integrity of an entire nation. For America to remain a strong country. A sovereign, independent nation in 1993. We need a a steroid man (laughs) to helicopter into New York City. Where everyone else arrived, not by helicopter. He has to arrive by helicopter because he's running late. Maybe he couldn't get his clothes over his steroid body. I don't know. But he's running late. And he has to do it for America. It's true. Because it's like... And then we have to make a tour bus and go on tour with call to action buttons and posters and shirts to have children send smoke signals to Jack Tunney to get a match to happen at SummerSlam. Whilst he's in the nation's capital. I don't understand what's Posing. I'm so upset. I can't. On top of a tour bus. Listen, we gotta come back to that. Because we haven't even talked about this Raw yet. Shawn Michaels, remind you that there is things that go on inside the ring. Okay? It's not just the Lex Express. He brings, he's here to remind you. He He's wearing a new outfit, but he brings Diesel. He's been Diesel. wearing his black mirrors for a while. It's his black chaps. It was new. They're his July fit. Okay. His bodyguard it's diesel. It's giving motorcycle. It's I'm not definitely mad at it, it's but it's it's definitely okay to say that it is giving some sort of strip club bouncer vibes and 100%. some sort of strip club dancer vibes. I won't say like what kind of strip club or what, but Diesel seems like matter. seems like he didn't go very far from his original day job. And Shawn Michaels seems like maybe he's just coming in in a guest spot at a different location. I don't know. Okay. But it's wonder. Otherwise, he's going into the strip club dressed as that. And you think that he's a rock star because you're like, who else would wear that? And he's like, no, no, I'm Shawn Michaels. Like, there's nobody else that captured or like the torch was passed to. 1988 rock star. From like Ric Flair to like this. Ric Flair's still doing it. But Shawn Michaels is like the young... He's there for this generation, He's the Axl right? Rose of wrestling. Correct. He likes to think he's the Elvis of wrestling, but he's Correct. really more like the Axl Rose of wrestling. I would agree. <sighs> he 
goes against Marty Jannetty. And what's Marty Jannetty wearing, Pat? Let's talk about that. I think you made the correct call here. Mm-hmm. So you he made a phone call. You mentioned. He made a phone call before the match. You mentioned to me he before. Said I haven't been around too much. That I needed to Google or go to WWE.com and take a look at the wrestler profiles because there was one for a man named Max Moon, and we <laughs> checked it out, and it looks like he was wearing his alternate outfit. They said looks Max Moon similar. didn't work out, so here you go. Right, yeah. we haven't seen Max Moon. He went to an inter- intergalactic dimension. And again, we remind you, <laughs> just a few episodes ago, we were in a dimension with Max Moon, right? We will have a man named Bastion Booger shortly. Like, we have these things, but then we also have a man flying in on a helicopter to body slam another man. Like, what are we doing? Re- I think we have to stop the podcast right now. I think it's gone too far. I think we're in... I don't know what we're... I don't know what we're doing. We haven't even talked about fucking Tiny Tim yet. Like, I don't know if things are... Good. I don't know what's happening. I feel... Like, I'm tripping on mushrooms, which I've never done. I feel like this must be what it feels like. That's this episode. I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I mean, that's the episode. It's 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 confusing. But Jen. you're right. At least we get one actual wrestling match. This was a 23-minute match, which a we will talk about. mullet v. mullet with a side mullet. A seven-foot-tall side mullet. <laughs> I just love it. We will, we will talk <laughs> about so all of that soon. Okay. After that match. What were we treated to? After the Icropo, Icropo commercial. <laughs> and the Slim Jim commercial. <laughs> Correct. Cheops. I always laugh at that. Cheops. We get an interview with none other than Money Inc. Who are pissed off still, but at Razor Ramon this time. Okay. I can't believe he would let the kid steal his $10,000 and beat him. Which he didn't beat him, but he stole his $10,000. So, and just like on cue, like out of, I can't even tell you from where, like like from the heavens, a man appears with what can only be described as Miami formal attire. Fuchsia. <laughs> Pleated. Gold. AC Slater shirt. Perfect ringlet, slick back pony. I didn't even notice his shoes, but I'm sure they were some sort of leather jo- jobbies. They must have been. I, I don't know. And he's just standing there. Toothpick. Toothpick. There can be a haiku written about it if we wanted. Just looking like, excuse me, this is my Miami formal. <laughs> I got dressed up for this. And I am not happy with anything that you were saying right now. Apparently there was a dark match, which may, may or may not have taken place before or after this, between Razor Ramon and Mr. Hughes. And I only say that because he might have literally just wrestled, then came out 20 minutes later from the showers, and that's why we didn't realize. Like, hey, they already knew he was there. I didn't know, but he was there to defend his own honor, right? He wants a piece of DiBiase. I wonder if there was a wreath at that dark match. Probably. There must have been. I think that's. I think it's the same wreath. You just keep bringing it around. No, because he it breaks it. He rips it up, okay? He doesn't just let it sit there and loom over him. He destroys it. It's fair. We were then treated to a uh, Men on the Mission match, to which I, to which I told you. <laughs> what is happening? That Mabel, that I felt like Mabel, like I didn't enjoy those matches because I felt like we needed Mo there to just assist him in uh, getting the match completed, right? This is just... You said he didn't have enough uh, <laughs> he didn't have energy. Stamina. He was working he on his had, He had no stamina. He's, I he's working, working on his stamina, stamina for, to be a singles guy. Quick hitter. You're just like, I, I hate... <laughs> I, I hate these as a kid. I just hate, hate it. I hate the I just, just hate it. I'm like, I'm too Here's out. the thing about Men on a Mission, and it's not their fault. The second vice... High school vice president vibe, Vince McMahon starts dancing and rapping and going, yeah, to your song. It's not good. You can't... It's you, You've been uncooled, and there is no going back. There's no going back. You can't m- make that unhappen and make anybody forget that 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 is that that cringe moment has happened to and upon you and your vibe. It's a vibe killer. Vibe killer Vince comes along and it doesn't matter if you're good, if you're bad, if you're funny, if you're cool. No, vibe killer Vince came. He did it to Lex Luger. He did, he's doing it to mom. Sometimes there are things that happen, right? And I'm just going to use this here for this this idea. But sometimes there are things that happen. And you're talking about it. Where you're like, you think about it. Even, even now, even some of the product that's out there, you're like, you tell your friend. You're like, hey, you should really watch this. You know, you should watch this 
this match. Just watch it. It's really good. None of this is anything you want to tell anyone that you're watching. You do not want to tell. Be like, hey, mom, come check out. Come check out Mo and Mabel. Look at them rapping. And there's Vince McMahon rapping with them. You're like, no. You just just want to crawl under the carpet. You're like, I. You just flip the channel. You just flip the channel. You're like, I'm out. It's. And that was how I felt with these matches. I'm sorry, guys. I just didn't enjoy them. It's like, again, it's not their fault. It's Vibe Killer Vince. You have to. It's. I agree. What do we get after that? SummerSlam report with Mean Gene. And it starts with Mean Gene being Vibe Killer Mean Gene, dancing to the music. You can't... Who, who is this appealing to? Is it four-year-olds? Maybe. 55-year-old men. No. <laughs> 55-year-old men don't like this. Mean They're... Gene was getting down to it. What are you talking about? He I was mean, into it. Mean Gene's making Vino money. Mac was mean into Gene's it. making money to do it. My dad, who I was watching this shit with, I guarantee you, was like... This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. That's my point. You're like, uh, I I have no explanation for this. He was not 55 at the time, but you know, still. We got (sighs) a fashion booger match. So the thing is, is that the SummerSlam report ends and he's just standing there in the the aisle. I was horrified. And you're like, (laughs) ah, we're both like, ah. Unexpected. There's no Bash and Booger music. There's no intro. You don't expect it. He's just there. To be fair, Bash and Booger... Is it, he is a man. Bash and Booger is fine. The thing about Bash and Booger is that no. his clothing choice no. is the thing that's not fine. None of it's fine. It's, it's like the outfits that he was given don't do anything to help him. They really do everything to horrify you. It's right? on purpose. And they always talk... And like Bobby Heenan... What's that smell? So then you, you're already looking at the man, assuming that there's a hot dog-like smell, aroma around him. You say that a lot. You say, That's your go-to. And it really is like, in terms of, no, you guys can take that if you want, but in terms of like something that's really a good thing, if you say someone smells like hot dog burps, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different than like sweat smell, you know? Yeah. Because like... Hot dog burps means you did a different thing in order to get that I smell. would assume if I walked into any locker room, it's going to smell like sweat, right? There's athletes running around, people sweating. Yeah. It's going to happen. Sweat smells different than, like, you're burping hot dogs. <laughs> or or your, your pores are just, like, they're just sweating a hot dog-like aroma into the air. Like, there's, it's just something really off-putting about that. It's not great. No. All the way around, it's not great. Anyway, I do say that a lot. I mean, I'm not, I'll stop. I'm sorry. No, no, I like it. Because it really, it's really descriptive. Sometimes something really hits the nail on the head. Like, that's probably accurate. Like, he does smell like he just had three gas station hot dogs from a dirty water. And they're just coming out every end. And then we get the segment. By the way, by the way, I have to tell you before we talk about this segment, because we do have to talk about this segment. I wrote one note for Bash and Booger. Okay. Come with it. Warthog. Because that's what Vince <laughs> called him. I know. And I'm going to give Vince an award for the best thing Vince has ever said. Anyway, continue. Well, we get we get the Tiny Tim, don't we? Or do we get the one, two, three can match? I think no, we get the Tiny Tim. we get Tiny Tim. We get the King's Court. Is this... I don't know if this is the first King's Court. I don't remember if... I think there's one... I felt like there was one before. I really I think there's one on the second episode. Yeah, but I don't think it's like... It's just him. I don't think he brings anybody out. And then... Who fucks with Jameson? Doesn't he fuck with Jameson? No. He doesn't fuck with Jameson. And that was um the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> That's right. But good job. <laughs> That's right. the Beverly Brothers. That was a long ass time ago too. Yeah. No, he just comes out on like the second Raw, or maybe the first Raw, and I think he just talks about how he's a fucking king. Who even knows? And then I think there's another one next. Who even knows? Who even knows what, he's, what he does? Next episode, I think it's he comes out and messes with the hearts. But then well, I we know think... we're there because I remember how cringy that's. Because I be. looked it up, and the first official King's Court is like April of '94, so we have to wait a while for these to really happen. Yeah, I think this is very he's impromptu. Like in the ring and well, this whole thing is also like just setting up that he is the ultimate heel, right? So we're seeing this now, and then we know next week we're gonna get him screwing around with the hearts because it's all for a promo for their match, which will eventually take place at SummerSlam. So that's really the impetus for all of this. Well, we know that they have a match coming at SummerSlam. Uh, all I can say is it's been this is by far the cringiest thing I have ever seen. Can we talk? What is what is happening? 
what does this man have to do with the World Wrestling Federation? What is happening? I can see parallels between outfits and insanity and being over-the-top character. What is happening, Pat? Tell me what's happening. I, it happened to me. <laughs> happened, That's all I can tell you. It happened to all of us. I remember this as a kid and being like, Thinking that Tiny Tim was this really big star that somehow I just didn't know about and I was really confused. So as a kid, this is true, 100% for this segment, I was confused because I was confused why the man was so big. I was like, Tiny Tim is small and he has one leg. (laughs) So much to my shock and dismay. It was confusing why the Christmas Carol Tiny Tim... And then this is another tiny... And, like, how many Tiny Tims do we have? And you're right. Why is he called Tiny There is Tim? one Tiny Tim, and it's it, it's a Dickens character. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, is that... Is, I, I was thinking, oh, is he, like, grown up? Is he, like, a grown-up version of the Dickens? Like, I was so confused. I was nine. But just watching this and the Lex Express, it, like, it triggered something deep within my brain. Where I'm just, like, back to that mindset. Where I'm like, this is... This is tough. Tiny Tim, this is tough. And Lawler is really mean to Tiny Tim. He breaks his ukulele for Christ's he sake. He calls him a Dairy Queen. It's unbelievable. I the entire segment is unbelievable. He just I don't meets him, it. and then Tiny Tim calls him the Dairy Queen, and because everyone's calling him a Burger King, and then he breaks his ukulele, and then Tiny Tim falls to the ground and takes a handkerchief or tissues and pretends to be hysterical, crying. The whole thing. I remember being young and being like wow that was like bully like mean behavior like i didn't really understand what the fuck was going on and then watching it as an adult i'm like what the fuck is going on as a child <laughs> what is going on i 100% remember the end of the segment because i thought to myself oh okay he just broke that man's little guitar hmm. hopefully tiny tim's going to come out now maybe that's why he's tiny tim Oh. Because I'm still thinking the Dickens character is going to show up at any point and we're going to interview them. There's like, no internet. There's I, no I, way I, to know. I didn't know. I didn't understand what the fuck I a know, Tiny Tim I, was. I, I, I didn't, didn't understand any of this. I didn't understand the segment. I didn't understand why they were singing the song. I didn't understand why we're breaking things. I just didn't understand any of this it. This has to be the weirdest thing that we've seen since I would we say so. started watching. The weirdest, like, cringe, totally cringe Pop culture thing that's probably that's not for you, right? Yeah. We are we are gonna see at some point William Shatner show up with some tech war. Not right? as weird. Not as weird. No, because we know who William Shatner is. We're like we know who that guy is. Like, there's no tie into Tiny Tim whatsoever like, this with this audience. An offshoot of Weird Al. Like, what is happening? I don't know who this is for. Um. But I do know we get a one, two, three kid. This is the weirdest thing. I I know that we just we're not saying anything about it. There's nothing to say. We get a one, two, three kid match against Chris Duffy. I mentioned that although I do love the 90s attire, I'm not really a huge fan of these uh, early Sean Waltman jobber matches. Personally, I'm not a fan of like any jobber matches really, but I understand why they're there. Uh, But I was not a fan of this match. You uh, enjoyed them. I, I don't like enjoy a jobber match, but I'm just saying there are certain people who I can be entertained during a jobber match. One, two, three kid was one of them because he has a different wrestling style than most of the people we see. He does a lot of jumps, a lot of kicks. He's very fast. And I think he's fun to watch. He also looks like he's 12. So it's very like, wow, this kid is 12. Um, His intro music is still not his intro music yet. It's some kind of crazy thing. Um, Then we end with Razor Ramon coming out of the crowd once again. And Money Inc. coming out of the um, curtain. And the one, two, three kid doesn't know which way to go, so he just runs through the crowd. We get Macho Man holding, standing next to a little kid, dressed like a baby Macho Man. Which <laughs> I love. And, uh, and that's it. That's a wrap. Um, before we started doing this rundown, I said, I don't want the rundowns to be more than, like, ten minutes. About a half hour. Yeah. But you know what? I think that'll make 40 it pre- minutes. I think that'll make 40 it easy. minutes later. <laughs> Cause I'm going to take you right now. We we've done our spots. We, you know, we, we, we've done the initial, initial match. Let's hit some spots. Jen, I'm going to throw right into the matches. There are one, two, 
three. There's only two matches. Oh, I'm like, what? There's who's the third one? There's eight matches. Don't need to talk about six of them, right? Who? Okay, yeah. You said three. Was three an well, accident? No, no, no. Three. One? I was counting. The, I was counting the ones on my uh, oh, gotcha. on my list. I'm like one, two, three, and then there's, I just there's said, two, right. two title matches. Let's let's go into the title match. We're gonna get again next week. So, <laughs> Money Inc. against the Steiner Brothers. They've been doing the same dance for the past month, month and a half, which we know on every other superstar, someone else has the title or they don't. This match seems like a match that uh, should not have been on a superstars. It should have probably been on like a pay-per-view or something, right? These it's two, just they, they just keep circling each other, these two teams. It is... Um, I don't know what time they're killing. I don't feel like they had any real... No flow, no chemistry. But I, just I just feel like there was nothing between them other than... The they belt. keep beating each other. Right. Like, there's no feud that I feel is believable. I don't recall... Like, the thing about the Steiner I mean, I Brothers... I just don't... I just don't... The thing about the Steiner Brothers at this point is... I don't recall them having any sort of actual, like, storyline with anyone. So, it's just like, they're just wrestling them. I wonder they're if it's because their promos are just... They're fun. I think they're it's... special. I think it's because at this point, we don't know what to do with them. Like, we I know guess. that they're wrestlers... Right? We know that they're actual wrestlers. So you're like, well, they're real wrestlers. So they're just, they're the best of this division. Right? They don't have, they're not wrestlers, they're not performers they're with the just, gimmick. Right? They're just not as good on the mic. So you don't really get any in-ring interviews with them. No, there's no feud. There's nothing. So it's Money Inc. doing everything. Basically being like, give us back our title. I mean, this this match was uh, tough. I mean, you can really see the physicality of the Steiner brothers. Right? Yeah, yeah. They are some big dudes. They throw people around. And really, it does really seem... I tried to get into it. Well, I, certain, I just couldn't. I just we, couldn't. We've talked about this before, but there's certain there's certain wrestlers that you watch. Like, you know, even you take a guy like a, a Brock Lesnar or a Ken Shamrock, where you're like, these guys are like real guys. Do Like, they just it just doesn't seem you right. You mean like real fighters? <sighs> yeah, it doesn't seem right. Like, seeing the Steiner Brothers doesn't seem right. I got nothing. I, this match was fine. I know that we get another one next week, so yeah. I'll leave it there. Maybe well, that'll decide the title. We'll show about the ending because that's the one thing that I thought was interesting about it, and interesting about this week, and an a weird a weird opposite land time thing that normally doesn't happen. It happens twice in both of these title matches. That like they, I think IRS hits. I think it's Scott Steiner. Yep. With the briefcase. Yep. Knocks him, knocks him out, and then they pin him. They get the title. And they get the title. They win. But there's another ref somehow doesn't just watching from afar. As they should. Absolutely, as they always should, but never do. We complain about this all the time. We're still having this today. <laughs> to this day, this is still a problem in the World Wrestling uh, Federation. Thirty plus years later. They still believe. They can't figure so it out. So the ref comes in and they, he says to the other ref, who I believe is Earl Hebner, I don't, I'm not sure. He says, I saw this thing go down. We got to we gotta write this wrong. In-ring ref instantly reverses the decision. Boom. Money Inc.'s disqualified. Steiner Brothers retain their, their belts. <laughs> I feel like this happens all the time and it doesn't count because the original ref doesn't see what happened. We have technology. We never look at the tapes. I don't understand why it's okay now. And that is why, to what you were talking about, Money Inc. is so mad. And they don't leave the ring. Because they say, you didn't... And he literally was like, you don't do this for Hogan. You don't do this for Yokozuna. But Jack Tunney is jealous of our money and the fact that we have so much money. But I don't understand. Like, isn't he... But he's actually right. Like... Other people do this shit all the time. But how does an IRS agent make that much money? I don't understand. Because he doesn't pay taxes. Because he but knows he, the ins and outs. But isn't he? A, isn't he an accountant? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand what he does or does. Like I, he's money. An accountant. His job is money. But that's not like that doesn't. Beach. His job is money. <sighs> he's the Ken of the World Wrestling Federation. His job is money. Okay. And you know who else's job is money? Ted Turner. Ted DiBiase's. And Ted that Di- is why they are a tag team. As they a are, child. They, they're money incorporated. As a child. Jobs, money. I literally thought that he was Ted Turner. Like, if you said to me, <laughs> <laughs> if you said to me, Ted Turner, no. pick him out of a lineup, I would have pointed to him. 
hundred percent. I would have been like, that's Ted Turner. I thought he was the most important wrestler. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, this guy's rich, and this guy is the most important wrestler. I thought that he was Ted Turner. I thought he was like, that's, I oh thought he God. owned the network. I'm like, he owns USA. Mm-hmm. Like, he just gets to wrestle, but he's that's like a wrestler. It. I had no, like, I feel like when you call someone the million dollar man, you're like, this guy has all the money, but there's no context of how he has the money. Unbelievable gimmick. You pair him with an IRS agent. You're just, it's instant fire. And you watch this match and you're just like, I, I there, there's, why are we wrestling? Why are we not just yelling at each other and talking about grievances and money? I, I don't understand. I feel like this is a missed opportunity, this entire angle. What's not a missed opportunity, though, is the best match of the week. We had Shawn Michaels. Some say the year. Diesel, Some say the year. Against Marta Gennetti for the IC title. We mentioned the uh, Silly Max Moon costume that Marta Gennetti's wearing. But the match itself is really good. I mean, good, in really- terms of, of entertaining. They're doing a lot of different moves. I feel like uh, Shawn Michaels is probably at least up until he's gone is always in entertaining matches, right? He always finds a way to make an entertaining That's match. what I said last week. I said he even makes jobber matches entertaining. You called me a stand, but I wasn't. I'm being serious. Like, he... In our private life, I need to remind you that you do stand <laughs> for Shawn Michaels all the time. But here, when we're talking about it, like, it's true. I mean, this is a good match. We just watched it. You know, like, I don't... The thing is... They, I, and these two work really well together, obviously... They have their reasons that they were friends and tag team partners. And they do have similar wrestling styles, I would say. Like, in-ring style. Like they, I feel, And they're, like, a very similar size, a similar stature. And they, they both do a lot of the same thing. I, I, the I easiest way to think about this, think about them, is to think of yourself and think about how you perceive yourself in your own life story. And you're like, I'm the coolest person I'm the whatever person. And Do then you, you think I perceive myself as listen, the coolest person as I sit here on a listen, Saturday night in a closet talking to you about 1993 Monday Night Raws featuring Tiny Tim? You think that I think I'm a cool person? Continue. What I'm saying is, whatever you perceive yourself <laughs> as what you're doing. Okay? Which you clearly must think that you're a cool person having this conversation with me. So, you just imagine... You know, Shawn Michaels is you in the story, and then, like, your cousin from the shitty town over, that's Marty Jannetty, right? He's going to do it, too, but he's just not you, right? He's just not as cool. That's what I think. In my story, I'm usually the Marty Jannetty. Oh, so you're just usually the shitty cousin? Because, like... I usually, uh, in my... I envision myself as a sidekick, usually. Exactly. Right? He's got he's got the shitty, shitty clothes. <sighs> yeah. His moves just don't look as crisp. He just doesn't look as good he out there. He doesn't have a ring. have a bodyguard. You know, doesn't he's just have a the bodyguard. shitty cousin, and he loses. But it's a really good match. I think it's probably his the mullet's best. just a little bit less fluffy. His, his earrings just, just a little bit shorter. His face just looks like he's just taking too many more actual punches to the face. Yeah. Marty Jannetty, we love you. Shout out Marty Jannetty. So actually, really do love Marty Jannetty. I and do. I Shout out Marty Jannetty. Follow him on Facebook. I know. R.I.P. His foot. Oh what. I don't know. I think he still has his foot. His foot's not doing good, though. Tough. Yeah, he's not doing good. But (laughs) anyway, I don't use Facebook for anything, but reading people's updates, highly recommend following Marty Gennetti if you don't already. Um, Entertaining as fuck. Guy's literally out of his mind. Yeah, no, this match was really good. And similar to the match we saw at Superstars, there is... Like a pin, Marty Jannetty pins Sean, and mm-hmm. Sean puts his foot on the ropes. Yep, on his own, no help from Diesel. Nothing. And our ref, our guy Earl, doesn't see it. There's no help. It's a legit. He, it was a legit like block of the pin, right? But Earl doesn't see it, so he announces that Marty Jannetty's the winner. And his music plays, and he grabs the title. The whole thing. Then we go to commercial. We come back, the match is still going, and we're told that, was it footage? Was it Heenan? Like, I don't know what, who I think told... it was Heenan was yelling, or somebody was yelling. Someone alerted the ref or that that happened, and they reversed the decision, and the match continued. Which, again... It's never happened before. It's never happened before, and it also... Unprecedented territory. I feel like we're... It's also, like, opposite land, where, like... 
this is usually like the face gets pinned, puts their leg on the rope. The ref doesn't see it, mm-hmm. right? And awards the other guy the winner. And they're like, what the fuck? And then the maybe... But this is like opposite land because Sean's a heel, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. not supposed to root for him. But he wins. And it, he, he wins cleanly. I mean, Marty gets thrown out of the ring and Diesel just rolls him back in and, and Sean pins him. I mean, that wasn't that clean. He would have won anyway if Marty's just laying on the side of the thing. It's not like Diesel... Diesel didn't hurt him. Diesel didn't hit him in the head with a chair. There was no... There was no real shenanigans. There's another point where Sean gets thrown out of the ring and is dead on the floor and Diesel picks him up and throws him in the ring. So it's... He's he's a lumberjack. He wants to make sure... You know, that's that's his job there. Right? He's making sure that the match continues as it's supposed to. Yeah. He just wants to make sure things are being done the right way. He's like... One of our, we have this one dog that when any other dog messes around, she just yells at them and she makes sure everybody knows. But she doesn't have a mullet. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a mullet. Or uh, a bedazzled white denim jacket. I think it's time. In talking about this match, I think it's time that we give a couple awards out this week. I have three awards to give out. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to hear them. I'd like to start first with the Miami Formal. Mm-hmm. The best dressed? Absolutely. Our man, Razor Ramon. Yeah. Showing up, ready to go. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, it is so much more impactful to coming out of the crowd when you don't expect it. Yeah, because yeah. the man is, is, he's a big dude. So, like, just that dude. Oh, oh, oh. He's not 5'11". No. I would like to give a second award to the best recycled costume. And that definitely goes to Martin Janetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah As yeah. we discussed, wearing Max Moon's uh, attire. Mm-hmm. And finally, I would like to give a what the fuck is going on here award <laughs> to Jack Tony for letting all this shit go down in his organization. Yes. Best promo or interview. Is Money it, Inc. is it money Inc? Money Inc. Did overtime. Yeah. They, right? they just did all, they did all the interviews. I agree. Um, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, but there's also the tiny Tim thing and I, I got to, no, the Tiny Tim thing belongs in one place and one place only. Is it Cringe Corner? It's Cringe Corner. Okay. Okay. And the reason it's Cringe Corner is because as a kid, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I feel like the most important thing you can do... As an adult, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know why we brought this man out. I don't know who this is, is actually Is it just for. to showcase how mean Jerry Lawler is? And if that's the case, can we only do that through a man who had a hit single in like 1955 where he sings in a falsetto goat-like voice about tulips i don't understand and no no shade to tiny tim he seems like a wonderful human tiny tim seems like a great person shout out tiny tim shout out r.i.p shout out right r.i.p but having said that is he wearing makeup no one knows. I feel. Like I believe he's definitely wearing makeup. Men could. I mean, I think everyone should be able to wear makeup. I love it. I'm not a hater. He's wearing a lot of rouge. I have a lot. It's a lot of rouge, Jen. I have so many more questions than answers here. And the only other thing I could add to this cringe corner, right? The only other thing that belongs in this cringe corner with Tiny Tim and Jerry Lawler is Deluxe Express. That that's it. The, the I can't in- believe you're embarrassed by America. I agree. I can't come back the to you pants, because it's true. The parachute pants that we were talking about previously. There's one part of the Lex Express um, montage, shall we call it, mm-hmm. where he is holding this little tiny, looks like four-day-old baby. In my memory, the baby's four <laughs> years old. And he just gives it right. He's holding this baby like it's got a full dive diet. Like, it's a stinky... Like, it smells like hot dogs, like Bash and Booger, and he just needs to give it right back to them. I'm like, I don't hold babies. Mm-hmm. It's the way he's holding this poor baby. <laughs> I don't think that we have ever seen a oh. repackaging of someone as fast as they repackaged him. And I still don't understand it to this day. Like, he was literally a heel. He was the narcissist. He would stare at himself in a mirror... He was such a good heel, too. ...and play the music. I wouldn't say he was a good heel or he wasn't, because nobody will know. He didn't even wrestle anybody. He jobbed everybody. And then all of a sudden, just like that... He wrestled Tatanka. That's true. He wrestled Tatanka. And that was a good match. It was a good match. At the King of the Ring. Both of them were undefeated. It was shockingly good, and... Nobody won because neither one won. And um, then two weeks later, we now have a fucking bus. We're flying mm-hmm. him in on a helicopter to body slam another man. Like, what do we do? He's posing in front of the Washington uh, Monument Memorial. Like, what are we doing? Shirtless. Flexing. Parachute pants. America. 
phallic Washington Monument behind him. Sponsored by Ica Pro. On top of the America bus. Sponsored by Ica Pro. Integrated conditioning program. Listen, nothing is it. more America than than that, honestly. <laughs> nothing. 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 Uh, I, guess... I just I don't know what else to say. What is your word of the day? Express. <laughs> Express. Yeah. Because you know, I feel like I'm on the express train to hell, right? <laughs> this is it. We're here. We're going. But the reality is we are just going and beginning on the Lex Express. We have until the end of August, an event so hot we had to wait for the end of the summer before this express comes to your your town. What's your word of the week, Jen? Tiptoe. Because I got to tiptoe through all these landmines. I got to tiptoe through these bashing boogers, through these tiny tins, through these America bus. America pants. Well, what do we have to look forward to next week? Bodyguards. Tag teams that just won't stop fighting each other that nobody cares about their feud. It's going to be okay. We have another. It's going to be okay. Be- I, I got to tip throw through these tulips, Pat. It's going to be okay because next week we're going to get something different, right? We're getting, yeah, we're getting Money Inc. versus the Steiner Brothers for the championship at Superstars. But we- Okay. But we knew this. Because it was called out. On the express train to hell. (laughs) Bret Hart. Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm ready. It's going to be a good match. Monday Night Raw. Bret Hart always says good. We haven't seen him wrestling well. Shout out, Bret Hart, wherever you are. He's in Canada. It's probably cold up there right now. No, well, right now it is, and that's where he probably is. But in July, it was probably nice. It's true. I think we've said it all. Um, maybe, maybe too much. I think we absolutely said too much. Thank you so much for listening. If you are still here, you are our people. <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram at shoots underscore n underscore ladders. We're on the Twitters, the X at, what are we on? Shoots and ladder. Shoots and ladder. We only get one there. And um, if you'd like to send us an email for suggestions or to tell us that we said multiple things that were incorrect, our email is beckyleftthechat at gmail.com. And um, if you could follow us and give us a review or just a nice rating, we would really appreciate it. That stuff really helps. We love you guys. Um, Listen, come back next week to hear about uh, a match you've already seen and a Bam Bam Big Little Bret Hart match. We're getting Bret back baby time to bring him back bye